0: If you have fallen asleep at 7.30 on a Friday night, you might be a teacher. Teaching is crazy, fun, exhausting, challenging, rewarding, and did I mention crazy? And as Catholic school teachers, we are also entrusted with imbuing Catholic identity. It's a huge responsibility, but fortunately for us, there is Finding God, the amazing K-8 through faith formation program from Loyola Press. It's innovative, engaging, and the most inclusive and complete program we've ever used. Multimedia? Check. Scripture? Check. Family resources? Check. Bilingual? Check. And don't forget, posters, worksheets, quick start guides, apps, magazines, lesson plans. Seriously, Finding God has all you need and more. Pray about it. Visit FindingGod.com and order a sample. Finding God might not help you stay awake later on a Friday night but it will help you sleep better, knowing you're helping guide kids toward a faith-filled life.
1: Catholic Teachers Lounge with Jill and Welcome to the Catholic Teachers Lounge, the only podcast by Catholic school teachers for Catholic school teachers. I'm Colleen, and I'm here with Jill, and we are grateful to be together again to laugh, explore, and connect. Thank you to Loyola Press for sponsoring us and for you, the teachers, for doing what you do every day. Hi, Jill. How are you today? Hi, doing well. How are you? (laughs) I'm doing okay. And I'm wondering if you... Are the 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 kind of person that likes to rearrange furniture in your house very often? Do you ever just rearrange uh, the furniture? You yes. Get tired have of we, looking at the space? Have we talked
0: about this? Have no, we not talked at about all. This? <gasps> <laughs> no, I think I get it from my mom, but it's like you get the you get the deep clean when you move it all, and then mm-hmm. you feel like you're in a whole new home. I do mm-hmm. like that feeling.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and I get tired of looking at the space, and like I I like I. Have like hardwood floors all through my house, so I change out the rugs and I change the colors and I change pictures and move the furniture around as much as I can. But um, yeah, I like that too. I like that there's something about the the feel of the space itself, right? That just right makes you feel a certain way. Okay, so that I'm asking you this because it's related to today's idea, and this is a really it's like a really fantastic story to me. Um, This teacher in Paducah, Kentucky, and this is someone that I've met before, so her name is Tiffany Stewart, and she's at St. Mary's Elementary School in Paducah, Kentucky, and that's the Diocese of Owensboro. She, five years ago, when she was a new teacher, she had um, begun to do some research about about spaces, about learning spaces themselves. and she knew about the importance of movement in her classroom. So trying to create a space where kids could move around um, have, have flexible seating, she started building up the you know the seating for her classroom by going to yard sales, going to Michael's and Hobby Lobby and places like that, and finding different types of seating in different places and then COVID hit. So she had collected all this seating. She was really excited. She's finally a teacher. She's got this beautiful classroom. She's got all this great seating and COVID hits and everything goes out the window, right? So super sad story. So then earlier this year, she started bringing everything back in. So uh, thinking about how she could, um, reintroduce all of that flexible seating back into her classroom after all these years of wanting to do it. She got a lot of support from her administration. They were like, yeah, go for it. You know, how can we help you? And so she brought in all different kinds of things bouncy bands for the chairs, um, yoga ball chairs, people donated things to her classroom, the little rocker gaming chairs for the floor. She teaches third grade. So these are, these are little people that that we're talking about here. I love this because
0: I'm thinking about a a story about third grade
1: seating. So Ah. I'm going to jump in after you. I have another one on this. That, well, of course, because, and actually like there, there are so many like fantastic examples of this. So this is why like when she wrote, she just wrote this wonderful story about the success of this initiative in her classroom. And it just, it's so touching. And I started thinking of all these other classrooms that I've seen, but anyway, so she, um, Back to her story. So she actually was observing the students. So what she would do is like, see when they were working independently, like how did they sit? Did they sit on their feet? Did they like to sit on the floor? Did they um, like stand up at their desk and bend over? Like all these different things when they were working collaboratively, how did they lean into each other? How did they work together? How were they comfortable? Um, If they were doing carpet time, like how did they sit there? Um, So all of these different observations. So she's collecting data observation data and trying to figure out what type of seating in the classroom is going to complement what makes her students most comfortable. And then the students get some input on it. So she's like asking them, well, what works for you? Is this more comfortable? Do you need a back on your chair? Do you need, do you need to go sit somewhere else to be able to focus better? So she's getting input from the kids and just this whole thing is just working so beautifully. And the kids love, like, Jill, you know, any time that students have voice and choice over Mm -hmm. anything, okay, especially about the spaces that they can be in in the classroom and how they can use the things in the classroom. I mean, she says they're communicating better. They have better relationships with each other. Um, They pick different seats every week so they can figure out what really works for them. She says it's been really wonderful to watch them figure out what works for them. And I know that you're going to get excited about this because there's a little bit of metacognition going on there. So Mm -hmm. she's a huge proponent of this and really challenges all teachers to really think about it if if they are able to do this in their own classrooms. So tell me what you're thinking. You've been holding well, back. This go is, ahead.
0: <laughs> it's fascinating that your story is from third grade, because if I go back four or five years pre-pandemic, um, I was running instructional rounds throughout our diocese and people were watching each other teach. And so we were watching a third grade master teacher, Elizabeth Dorora at uh, St. Patrick in Parnell, Michigan. And she um, we were in there talking math strategies, but the observing teachers all wanted to know about something she had written on the board. So across the front of her board was choose a seat where you can learn best today. And her whole room was all different seating choices. So same kinds of things, bean bag chairs, carpet squares, high tops, like all these different things. And there was one, um, I mean, two things to say here. First is that kids were making that choice based on how they can learn best. And it wasn't always the same seat every day and working together. It's my turn on the bouncy chair, whatever, 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 like going on like that. But the fascinating thing here too, is that she had a parent build some chairs that are shaped like a T and they're a piece of wood shaped like a T. So you, it's like you're sitting on top of the letter T and the bottom was a, like a bit of a suction cup or a little bit of a stopper on the ground. And it was enough of, a, of your own kind of balance seat if you're a child. And they loved those and a parent made five or six of them and they were in the room. Well, you know, they they talked about math strategies that day and all that. But I was in a different school about a month later and they had the same seats and it was third grade. And I said, Hmm. where did you get those? And the teacher said, oh, I was over in that instructional rounds over in Parnell. And I realized if I gave up some control here and wrote, choose a seat, where you can learn best today. My kids can yep. do this. And I you know, went to Home Depot or whatever and built some of these to see if they would want to sit on them. And so it was fascinating because at the third grade level, you're teaching kids how to learn best. They're starting to study. They're starting to do things more independently. Um,
1: and they can make good choices if we give them choices. They can. If we give them choices, we give them ownership. And then they have responsibility because... And actually, Tiffany says this. She says that they actually um, they don't bother each other because they they don't want to get in trouble and have to give up their seat because there are consequences. If you choose. Sure. If you choose, if you're on the bouncy ball and you do something inappropriate, you know, with with the bouncy ball or whatever, like you're going to you're going to lose what you chose, what you wanted, and they don't want to do that. So they really, uh, that self-regulation, that responsibility piece, like it's so, it's so good. What a beautiful thing.
0: And I remember these teachers talking about, because when I was a kid, I thought I would just try to choose to sit by my friend or something. She said they don't do that. They're actually choosing the type of table and type of chair there they can learn best. So it kind of wears off. If your best friend likes this kind of seat, you're not going to want to sit there all day. So they're making actually really mature choices on where they're going to sit because they have to own that decision all day long. So I thought it was completely fascinating. And then this is why second, you know, I'm secondary trained in a high school. These kids are growing up with many more good experiences in classrooms that then they get to the high school level and we're telling them to sit in rows or or whatever, Mm -hmm. not always, but a little bit more of that traditional classroom. And yet they've been able to learn their pandemic kids who have also had very innovative elementary teachers. So it continues to push us at the secondary level too, which I love.
1: Right. Absolutely. So let's take that notion of like, this is very, it is very age appropriate third grade, they're making choices, they're owning some responsibility of things, and then how that translates up because then they can start making when they when we know that they can make mature choices about how they are making I guess, you know, seating choices in the classroom, they can set goals and they can make other choices that affect other things about their learning and, and who they're, uh, who they're sitting by and, and how they are taking care of their supplies and how they are really owning their learning. So awesome yes, I story. Love from thank you, Stewart. Colleen. Yes. Yep. Yep. Awesome. So thank you very much. That was a great energy boost. And that was the bell. So we are going to head back to class, but we really love exploring your ideas and affirming your efforts. So please keep the suggestions coming and tune into our next episode as we talk about more great ideas from fellow teachers. We will see you next time.